everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 559. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. And I am Mako-chan. Ari is taking a night off, and Barry has gone missing in action. I have a feeling she legitimately forgot that she's on the show tonight, so... Which is not the first time this has happened. And I have reminded her before, you should set a monthly reminder about this. Which is what I do, so I know who's going to be on the second and third weeks of the show. So... Maybe if we're lucky, she'll show up during the middle of the show and we'll just flip scenes. You know, no harm, no foul. Anywho, enough about that. Uh, let me just look at things over here. Wonderful. So, how are you doing tonight, Mako? I am very, very tired because I'm still dealing with a cold. Well, you, well if you wanted to, you could have just said, you know, I'm taking tonight off. I need to rest. Well, I'm here, so as long as my voice doesn't give out, we're good. That sounds like a plan. As for me, same thing. And I'm just being very cautious with my money lately because I realize I have a bunch of events coming up, so I'm just kind of making sure that I don't go and realize, oh, I'm broke. That's not good. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of crap coming up. I know, I know. I mean, we have the uh, barbecue this weekend. I'm heading off to RetroCons um, next weekend after that. And then I have three trips in October. And at least one of them I'm taking two days off of work for. So Yeah, and then there's the um, concert, too. Yeah, at, but on the plus side, unless Bandmade has something new, I pretty much, well... I, I only have one of their albums. I think there's an autograph in there, but... And I have a shirt, so if there's any more albums, I might just buy what I'm missing just to put up on the shelf to say that I have, you know. Mm. But but you know me and cons. I don't spend a lot, so... I mean... Oh, you're, you're busy taking pictures. Well, yeah. I mean, at Zenkai, I think... On merch, I dropped $120 on myself for three three different items, and that was it. And I know at Castle Point, you know, I dropped a, a little bit over 100 bucks for, for stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting was, you know, those couposkits that I got us, they were cheaper on Amazon. And I'm just going, fuck it, bought them now. I'm not, I'm not hurting for money, you know, so... Oh jeez, I don't know what's happened, but I'm I'm getting like like it like an increase in spam texts. Like I just got one from MNT. We are unable to verify a charge. Visit website mt-b0b1.com to verify. Sure. The hell. Yeah, I don't have a charge at MNT Bank, so. 
And the funny thing is, if they said TD, I know it's bullshit because the first thing I'm going to do is check the account. And even if I don't check the account, I'm going to get a text from them stating, you know, about a, about a fraudulent charge or something. So, you know. <coughs> All right. So e e enough about that. So let's see what else we got here. So. Bob Coffey says the yen to dollar exchange rate is godlike. Bob, I just want you to know, I i don't know if I have mentioned it on a prior episode, but next year I am going to Japan, okay? A part of me wants to go into my savings right now and just convert at least $1,000 to yen. But I'm like, I actually want to wait until I get my passport together, my travel expense, my travel arrangements, and hotel arrangements together. Once I have those together, then I'm like, yeah, I'm going to convert. And probably by that time, I'll have a lot more money in my savings account, so it's not going to be so bad. So, you know. And he follows it up with, an Amazon JP charges in, in USD, which is true. And it's been a while since I've checked my Japanese uh, Amazon account. <laughs> I mean, I've bought a few things off of there. Maybe I should go look and see, but if it's over a particular price, I can wait. So, mm. yeah. A anywho, we are live tonight, week of September 13th, 2022, right here on Twitch TV. We're here live Tuesdays from 9 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern. You can find us here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And we're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com. And they also stream. You can find them at Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. And we have a Discord. You can hang out with us at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's part of the Voice Geeks Network has a channel. So come through, hang out, and have fun. And I believe we have officially closed the pool. So if you missed out, you missed out. So, anywho, as I decide to drink some water from my, from my um, canteen or container here... I'm going to throw it over to Mako-chan, ask her, how was her week and how was your day? So, Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, I've basically been trying to get better before this coming weekend. Um, last weekend wasn't bad because, you know, going to see the movie, I just was sitting in, you know, a theater. Mm -hmm. But this coming weekend is Q, so we'll be walking around and eating and... All of that fun stuff that goes with it. So I'm trying to rest up as much as I can. However, I also have my cousin coming. And so I'm trying to clean the house, which isn't going very well. Yeah, given what you were telling me earlier. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a mess. Um, I have a feeling like most times when I get a cold around this time, it basically leads into uber allergies. Mm. So... Like, everything now is starting to die off on the trees very slowly, but it's peak fall uh, allergy season, and I get to deal with it. My allergies are always worse in the fall than they are in the spring, which sucks because they're bad in the spring. Um, but it usually leads to my voice being like this because I can't stop coughing. So, yeah, I'm just dealing with that, which mm. is fun. Uh, but other than that, I'm just, you know, trying to get ready for uh, 
this weekend and hopefully it's going to go well because I freaking want to eat barbecue. That makes two of us. So my weekend day has been has been the same except that Sunday I realized I'm going to be out of town two weekends back to back. So I ran out and did laundry and I didn't get caught in the rain too badly. It was a light drizzle by the time I got back to the house. But when I got up, I was just like, oh, Jesus, you know, so but mm-hmm. I was able to take care of that. So after that two weeks, I'll have, I guess, my normal amount of laundry I normally do, including all the stuff that I packed and traveled with. So that that's fine. Um, I sat down and marathoned uh, Cobra Kai season five. Yeah, I saw that you were up until like four o'clock in the morning. Yes. <laughs> so I decided, you know, to order takeout. You know, I got figured I'd go to the the halal place and get, you know, a fried chicken box. And I figured that'd be my dinner. I'll get my fancy mug, drink my my Pepsi out of it and and enjoy. So I watched like, the first two or three episodes, took a break, you know, updated stuff on Facebook and all the socials, did whatever. Came back, and, and I continued to watch. So, it was around 1 o'clock in the morning when I got up, you know, to grab something to drink and some fruit out of the fridge. And I like, and I looked, it was like, it was like one one thirty. so I'm like, okay. I think, I'm looking, I'm on episode 7, so I should be fine. I should be fine. So, after the final episode, I get up, because I'm thinking it's like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. I look at the, the clock on the stove. It said 4.30. And I'm like, that can't be right. <laughs> and I look at my watch, and I look at my watch, because by this time, I'm wearing my watch, but I... Don't pay attention. So I look and I go and it says 4:30. I check the computer. It says 4:30. I check the Xbox. It didn't say 4:30. It said 4 It said 4:31. Dumbass. <laughs> and I think I mean I as you all know, I generally marathon every season of Cobra Kai cuz it's so good. And normally what I usually do is I marathon the seasons leading up, but I didn't do that for seat for for the, for this and last season. But this is the first time where I've marathoned something and I've completely lost track of time. But yeah, it, I think the last two times that you were marathoning them, they actually came out a weekend that we were hanging out. Yeah. So you were marathoning them here. Yeah, but I knew what time it was, you know. Yeah. Hi, Damien. And I also didn't like do it in one say. I think it took me like I think I watched all the episodes over two days. Yeah, it mm. it was over. It was definitely over two or three days. Yeah, I guess yeah, I guess you could say technically, I it took me two days to watch season five because I started around nine. You didn't finish like four thirty. I'm going to assume some of the later episodes were longer because I didn't realize I paused the episode 10 that it was 45 minutes. I was like, oh, word, you know, mm. and I will say they actually went beyond the basic lore of of Karate Kid. I mean, granted, they did that around season three and four when they went into uh, to increase uh, his backstory. 
Which, mm. But this, they went a little bit more. So, and now there is a meme running around. It shows um, Daniel and Johnny wearing white and red geese, and it says above it, "I'm going to tell my kids this was Ken and Ryu." <laughs> and I'm looking at that, and I commented, and I said, "If that's the case, Crease is Akuma." And Terry Silver is M. Bison. And it makes sense. If you watch season four and five, after I said, what, what I said about Terry Silver kind of makes sense with the parallels. And given how Crease was, yeah, it, it, it makes sense. So, you know, I'm curious about, see, well, there's going to be a season six. And this may be the final season where this is going. And I'm hoping, you know... They bring in, uh, I forget her name. She was in The Next Karate Kid. I hope they bring her in and somehow tie her into the lore. If not, it's all good. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, yes, Sia DeBeer says Hillary Swank. Yes, bring Hillary Swank into, see, into season six of, of Cobra Kai. That would be pretty cool. So outside of that, watching... Clerks 3 with Mako-chan, you know, we saw Clerks 3, the, at part of Kevin Smith's the convenience tour, and that was fun. And I'll say this, if you enjoyed the first two movies, you're going to enjoy the third. There were some elements to the third movie I didn't like, but it all made sense in the end and how he wrapped, how it all, you know, how he did it. So that's all we can say, all I can say, because he asked everyone there to not spoil the movie. And I'm like, I'm going to respect this man. I'm going to respect his wishes, so. Outside of that, that's basically has been my weekend day. So yeah, so let me update the time, the uh, rundown here. We'll get into some housekeeping notes. BTW, I have both cats with me, and they're not fighting. No, no, they're not. They're kind of like so they're actually being civil with each other. For the most part. Well, that's good. I I like that. So just so you know. Episodes of Anime Jam Session, the live stream, is available on YouTube at youtube.com slash anime jam session. Click on playlists and then podcast VODs. Episodes are there. If there's no episode that week, there was a problem with the video or I forgot. But generally, they're usually up around Thursdays at 12 p.m. Let's see what else we have here. All right. That's uh, wrong, wrong button. Here we go. Um... Upcoming conventions, uh, RetroCon, September 24th to the 25th, Oaks, Pennsylvania, and I finally decided I'm going to bring my camera to take pictures, but that's it. No video, no nothing. I'm just going to just take pictures and enjoy myself, so. Another yeah. anime con, October 16th to the 18th, Westford, Massachusetts. DerbyCon, October 20th to the 30th, East Brunswick, New Jersey. Anime NYC, November 18th to the 20th, Jacobs K. Javits Center, New York City. And again, these are cons I can confirm that I will be attending. As for everybody else on staff, no promises. We'll probably know the week of who all is going. But I can tell you this right now, for RetroCon, it's just me. So, now that we got that out the way, we're going to get into our Geek Roundtable. This is the part of the show where we talk more about the geekier aspects of our weeks. You know, kind of cool stuff. So... Mako-chan, you going to tell everyone about your uh, Mogwai? Uh, yeah, so um, I 
have, uh, I, I guess you can say that I've been a pack rat for a very, very long time, and I inherited it from my mother. Mogwai! Mogwai! So, um, when Furbies first came out, I sat overnight in front of a store so that we could go in and buy Furbies. Um, so that was just, you know, for mom. I mean, we bought them for the kids, you know, I got one and my cousins got, you know, got one. So we did buy them for that, but mom decided that she was going to take and put away a couple of them. Mm -hmm. Well, later when they came out with the gremlins version of the Furby, and uh, put this little fucker into uh, production, my mother decided she needed one of those too. And so um, now that I moved and have been displaying all of my own geekery, (laughs) uh, my mother has been giving me the stuff that she has been putting aside. So I now have possession of the toys from hell i.e. furbies um so i decided that i would show off my gizmo um in celebration of gizmo coming out at build-a-bear um which as cute as the build-a-bear doll is it kind of freaks me out because it has no eyelids and Gizmo has very big eyelids. <laughs> so it's like Gizmo on crack. <laughs> His eyes are just huge and it kind of freaks me out. So that's like the off-putting thing that I kind of don't want it, but it's still adorable. You're still and you're going to be like I am I I, I want it. You No, st- the the face just because of the eyes it just it freaks me out. I would rather stare at this demon than <laughs> Get one of those plushies. <laughs> yes. Yes, pod culture, meth head gizmo. <laughs> but yeah, wow. I mean, this is just going back to show you that I I get my hoarding and pack rat tendencies and my geekery, honestly. Um, this was all my mom. I, I'm, Michael, I, I'm going to say this. And the time that I have known you, in comparison to some other people that I know that are actual hoarders, you are not. Believe you me, you are no, not. No, I'm definitely not a hoarder. I am a pack rat, though. Yeah, I could see that. Because if you can't see behind my head where the door is, where the towel is, I, I have figurines back there, which I could put maybe five of them, maybe six, in the display case, and I still wouldn't have room for the rest. So it's like... I have like another 13 figures coming my way and Otaku Mo just sent me an email like one of your figures is en route to you. And I'm just like, lovely. I think that one might actually put on display. Yeah. This is why there's nothing really hanging in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. Besides Uh, your Jupiter shrine. Well, no, that's not that's not even hanging. The mm. only thing I have actually hanging on the walls is my supernatural ca- calendar. Mm. Um, just because I do like to hang a calendar, so a calendar will always be there. I haven't actually hung any of my paintings or anything like that up in my room because 
I'm going to have to put more shelves up for all of my shit. So until I know where all of these shelves have to go, I can't actually decorate my room. <laughs> which is really fucked up. I just, I have so much crap. I can't hang posters in my bedroom because I need it to hang all of my shit. <laughs> I have been collecting crap like this since I'm like 14. To quote the quote, uh, the quote mama soprano. Oh, poor you. Yeah, well, it, and it doesn't help that um, I just got given a whole bunch of um, McDonald's and Burger King toys. Um, one of my mother's friends was packing up stuff um, from her brother, and her brother collected all of this stuff. So I now have a shoebox filled with in-box Pokeballs with the gold cards in them. Oh shit! There, I, it's not a complete set, but I'm pretty sure the two that I actually own complete that set. So I, I think now I have a complete set because of this. So you know, just people have helped me over the years to collect my shit and I'm very <laughs> thankful for that <laughs> and we won't go over the fact that I just got a huge collection of swords that I will be hanging shortly and those are going to be going in my kitchen <laughs> quite apropos that's what I thought so yeah um, sometimes uh yeah, it, it's it can be fun, but other times, I just I I wouldn't mind like my my walls are so bare right now. I want I want decorations. I want color, hmm. and I can't do it. Head pat. They're there. They're there. They're there. They're there. You'll be <laughs> fine. Look. Like the disc plate that I got from Ari like a while back. I still haven't put it up. I don't even know where to put it. All I know is my Sailor Venus stocking and matching ornament hangs up all year round. Between there's that. There is the map from Super Mario World that's up on the wall. There are amiibos up on the wall. Some Sailor Moon trinkets. A mini plush, a stocking anarchy. All of the pops that sit on top of the display case. And people have said, and you have said, I should put shelves in here. I don't want to put shelves in this apartment. Absolutely not. That reminds me, I just bought four four Funko Pops. (laughs) Wow. And Podculture says, I need to find a good wall mount for my Sword of Omens. You could put it. Put them. You could put it towards the kitchen and be like, Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. And look in the kitchen and go, hmm, dinner be ready in about another 20 minutes. <laughs> now, most of the time you're going to go, hmm, still nothing in the fridge. Huh. <laughs> 
speaking of, that's how my fridge is looking right now, besides the fruit and the bottom shelves. Yeah, I have to go through and throw out a whole bunch of very bad food that's in there. For me, it's not even that. Like I said, they cater for us at work, and there's always leftover lunch, so I grab another one and bring it home and eat it for dinner, you know? I wish I could do that. Why cook, you know? And to be perfectly honest, since I have worked this job, it's been a year, almost a year, since I have touched my Instant Pot. Oh my god. I know. Dude, get to cooking. I know. Soup season is upon us. Mm, I need chili. Yes, I need to make my chili. I need to make some curry. I need to make some beef stew. Hey, here comes Pot Culture saying, for shame. Pot Culture, let me ask you. Let, let me ask you this. If your job was catering lunch for y'all every day, and there were leftovers, and they said you can take the leftovers, wouldn't you take the leftovers every day for dinner? Hmm? Follows up with, we need to have a VOD chili off. Yeah, that, that if that's your way of getting me to Dragon Con, you're gonna have to try a little bit harder than that, good sir. <laughs> uh, okay, so I I, I want to say something real quick before we get into to the topics. As you know, there was issues at Dragon Con with masking and so forth. To summarize, Dragon Con basically said you have to be masked to come in, but people pushed back and kept demanding what the CDC was saying and so forth, basically scaring the volunteers and staffers and the hotels weren't kowtowing to that. So they're like, well, masks are optional. For more detailed information about that, check out this week's episode of Orange Lounge Radio because Rob Roberts tells it like it is. And also I want to throw a special FU to the attendees of Anime USA who are complaining about the mask mandate. If wearing a mask is that much of an issue for you, stay home. Seriously, stay the fuck home. Because the fandom doesn't need people like you. The con doesn't need people like you. Nobody needs ignorant people like you there. And that's it. And if you have a problem with what I say, um, I ain't that hard to find on social media. So, anywho. Let's go ahead and get into uh, tonight's stories. Um, I have a feeling Barry is basically out for tonight, so I think she legitimately forgot, so it's quite all right. Um, Let's see. We're going to talk about what happened with Sony and their delays with their streaming service because there was a data breach. Oops. It's like whenever there's a data breach... They send you the email of all this coverage that they will give you. And then usually weeks later, you'll get a quote-unquote unsolicited email from a law firm that there's a class action lawsuit. And, and let's be real. The class action lawsuit never goes to trial anyway. You're going to collect anywhere between 5 and 50 bucks from that. So in a way, it's free money, I guess. Or it could be like the Ticketmaster one where if you didn't get a ticket fast enough, you lost it. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, it's crazy. So, 
on a bit of a plus side, it didn't this the data breach, the possible data breach didn't happen here in the US. It happened in Europe. This is through Sony's Wakanim's uh, streaming service, which will eventually be flipped over to Crunchyroll. So they basically held off on releasing new content. This is why they're having the streaming service delays because of this issue. They're working on trying to figure out what had happened. Basically, on August 28th, and there was an August 28th post on the data leak marketplace breach forums offering to sell data leaked from 6.7 million users of the Wakanda anime streaming service, which included the user's account's name and their UI, their universal unique identifier, which is probably their equivalent to a social security number, IP address, email address, all their contact info, all of that. And supposedly as of September 2nd, it was sold. Yeah. Basically, as I said earlier, Wakanim uh, moved its content library to Crunchyroll alongside Funimation in March. Basically, Wakanim is like Funimation. You can still use it. They're putting some stuff there, but the bulk of their content is going to Crunchyroll. Anime News Network reached out to Crunchyroll for content, and a spokesperson stated that the company is aware of a social media post alleging a data incident impacting Wakanim users. The company added, it immediately began an investigation of the issue, and it's still ongoing. Regarding the delay of content on Wakanim, Crunchyroll stated that his team is working on the issue and will share updates in real time across its uh, SNS channels. Wakanim has not since addressed the issue, again, on its Twitter accounts in various languages. So, yeah, just going to have to hold off for now, so, yeah. Effing <sighs> crazy. I don't know. I'm just saying a company like Sony should be, should be having ethical hackers on on their payroll looking for shit like this, you know? Mm. But then again, what do I know? So, you know, I'm just saying it's just common sense. But that much of a data leak, that's to me that's almost as bad as the as the Equifax one, which the class action is still is still forming. <laughs> Enough about that. Um Marco, you take the next two, and then I'll take the one after that. Okie dokie. Because I know these two are, are within your fandom wheelbarrows. Yeah, um, we had actually spoken about this one, um, mm -hmm. the Attack on Titan Sake. However, um, they're actually going to be uh, releasing it in the United States. So it's set as a sake tasting. Um, that's the only way that it's available through uh, the uh, Takana store online in the United States. So it's four 720 milliliter bottles, mm. uh, one based around Aaron, one based around Levi, one based around Titan, and one based around Mikasa. This set of four is going to cost you $275. And it's only a limited quality, uh, quantity. Um, so each wine um, is based off of a different rice to promote, I guess, what you would think of 
as the character. Um, so Aaron's wine is, um, I'm not even going to attempt to go home. Yeah, I'm not even going to, um, but it's brewed with the rice that's clean and crisp. Mikasa is brewed with a wine that is, uh, with a rice that uses, um, it's light and soft. Um, Levi is a fruity and complex, uh, rice. And the Titan is, um, the same as... Uh, Levi's, but it's a lower alcohol content. Um, so again, this was actually released in Japan between 2020 and 2021. So this is now available as a set for $275 from their online store, mm. United States. Nice. I'm going to ask anyway, and I already know the answer. You plan on getting this? Um... If I had that amount of money just sitting around doing absolutely nothing, sure. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, I'm actually, I'm on their site now looking at it, and each one of the bottles also comes in a decorative box that has scenes from, uh, looks like the anime on there. Um, But I'm actually on their website, and their website is selling it for $285, not $275. Oops. Ooh, that's a whole lot of money. Okay, and what's up with the Lupin the Third Winter Gear? Mako, did I lose you? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okie dokie. Uh, yeah, so it looks like they're coming out with hoodies and sweatshirts, and there's going to be a reversible souvenir jacket from the classic film um, Castle of uh, Cagliostro. Mm. Um, so there, uh, there's a Zenigata jacket, um, there's a loop in the third jacket. There's, uh, the assassin, uh, K assassin cage loop and killers. Um, there's just a whole bunch of different things, uh, including, I mean, the hoodies are kind of cool, mm-hmm. um, but it looks like there's like four or five different designs. Um, it is satin jackets and one of them is reversible, which is kind of cool. Um, but you're looking at um, the jackets themselves are 35,200 yen. Um, so you're lo- you're looking at like 350 bucks. I, I'm not surprised because I remember seeing the Ronma one half jacket like that going for about the same price. And then the sweatshirts and hoodies range between 8,690 yen to 18,480 yen. So you're still looking at anywhere between $85 and $185 for a freaking sweatshirt. See, now here's here, here's my thing. Some of this stuff is cool and people want to buy it, but you got to go through a proxy sometimes. Why don't some of these companies just have like a, open up just an English side and just be like, it's going to cost this much plus this much with shipping or partner with like Otaku Mode or J-List to get, to get these items, you know? I mean, some of the stuff you are able to do that with, but yeah. a lot of it, 
there's such demand for it in the country itself. True. There really is no reason for them to promote it outside the country. I don't know. I mean, they they know that they have American fans. But I do understand some merch that sells in Japan may not sell well here because because of what it is. But jackets like this, I think, would sell well. I mean, Bondi has yeah, Bondi has done it with with Love Live merch. I mean, yes, as much as I really wanted a um an authentic Nozomi uh, jacket, I didn't have the money for it. But I bet you they sold them all the f out at. Comic Con and Anime NYC. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. yeah, if they open up like a pop-up shop like this at a con, believe you me, that all this shit would sell the fuck out within two days. Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's just like anything else. Um, you're paying for the license, you're paying mm-hmm. for the name, you're paying for the characters. Um, which is why I don't have an official Silent Bob coat. Mm-hmm. Because those things are going for like five hundred dollars by the official people that made the original. Yep. And while I absolutely love it, hell no. Fair. Fair. So Let's talk. Let's dive a little bit into the world of idols. Which, by the way, I started watching a new idol anime. It's called Shine Post, and it's basically what if Muse was actually managed by an actual talent agency and he had a manager. It's a little bit deeper, so I'm really enjoying it. It's on High Dive. Nine episodes are available now. I think I'm on episode six. Anywho. So, the reason why I I bring that up, because we want to talk about another idol anime briefly called Bang Dream. Uh, One of the voice actresses from the show, Kanon Shizaki, ended her fan club and goes freelance. She announced this on her Twitter account back on August 31st. Basically, she said that she has left the Ace Crew Entertainment Agency and she wants to do her own thing. Basically, the agency has said that her official fan club, Canon Orchestra, is basically done as well. And as of the as of no, as of September 15th, any information regarding the fan club on the website will be shut down as well. On the plus side, uh, Kenna Shizaki is actually engaged with her fans over YouTube. And that's pretty cool. She has a debut video out, which came out back on August 31st. She basically apologized for what was going on and explained that she's been looking at her priorities as a voice actress and a musician. And she wants to focus more on music for right now. She's going to use her channel to introduce her fans to her music. And I believe we talked about this uh, last month because she's also the voice of Ray Togetz and D4DJ. She stepped down from that. What was and interesting is that she not just voiced the character, but she also did the singing voice as well. Um, 
if, if you're not sure who she does in Bang Dream, she's uh, Rinko Shirokane and the and the band Rosalia, and that's and that's basically one of my favorite bands from Bang Dream. So, as in regards to the Bang Dream franchise itself, nothing was mentioned about this. What's interesting is. Shizaki replaced uh, Satomi Akasaka in the role of Rinko Shirogane back in 2018 after um, Akasaka graduated from Rosalia due to sudden hearing loss. Wow. On uh, January 18th this year, Shizaki was diagnosed with vocal cord edema and took a hiatus from work, and she came back March 1st. So, it's quite interesting. I am curious to see what she is going to put out for the future. Oh, sent it the wrong way. My bad. Uh, there we go. Maka, what's going on with Rose at Versailles? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, basically, um, after 42 years, we're getting a new Rosa Versailles. Shocker. Um, with the popularity of so many, you know, I guess old school anime getting mm -hmm. new TV adaptations and new OVAs, um, it was announced that... Uh, the series was going to be getting a new uh, new adaptation. Mm. So the manga started serialization in 1972. Um, it is a sojo shoujo story set during the French Revolution, um, which caused the revolution itself. Um, so basically, it was originally adapted into a 40-episode anime TV series, that concluded in 1980. Um, and that was the last of the franchise's anime output. Well, this is being done to mark the manga's 50th anniversary. Wow. A new movie is being produced. And while details are scarce, um, given the historical context of the setting, as well as the movie's tagline, which is, they lived intensely and beautifully it's probably safe to assume this is going to be a retelling of the Rosa Versailles plot and not a sequel. So no staff or cast members release date or anything have been revealed. Um, but it has been offered. We have often received requests from fans for new anime, and it is a happy surprise that we are able to make that wish come true. I'm very happy that the manga has been read by people from across different generations. Um, so, yeah, uh, for those that are into that series, you now have a new anime to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I know there's a few people on my Facebook that are quite ecstatic about it. Okay, so now we're going to get into Bleach. Again, I'll say nobody asked for, for a sequel. No one asked for a final arc. But I guess there was a demand for it. But I digress. I think that was one of those things where it's like, we know we're going to get money. So here, here's some extra content. Mm. Yeah. 
So bleach, the printing money arc. That's basically what it is. <laughs> Instead of it, the thousand year blood war arc, it's the thousand dollars money war arc. That's what it is. <laughs> so basically, the series is going to premiere October 10th. It'll be airing in four cores, which will be non-consecutive, meaning after each season, there will be a break, and then there will be another season. Now, there's going to be about 50 episodes, give or take. Um, provided if each season's about 12 or 13 episodes. So, p- typically, an anime season nowadays is 12 episodes. So, it's probably going to be 48. If it's going to be 13, you're going to get 52. Studio Pierrot is in charge of the production, and Tomohita Taguchi is serving as a director. There is a new trailer available on YouTube that you can check out. Now, what's cool is Masakazu Morita and Yuki Matsuoka are reprising their roles as Ichigo and Orihime. Takuki Sugo is joining as you watch. So, that's basically what we have so far. Um... The, the creator Bleach, Tide Kubo, recently gave a special interview in which he talked about his involvement with the animation production process and what he feels he's most excited about. He said that he gave many suggestions for the battle and color designs, and fans can expect a faithful adaptation from Studio Pierrot based on what he's seen so far. The studio previously produced the original TV adaptation of the series, which aired between October 2004 and March 2012, with a total of 366 episodes. Viz licensed the series for English, and they basically describe the current arc as, the peace is suddenly broken when warning signs blare throughout Soul Society. Residents there are disappearing without a trace, and nobody knows who's behind it. Meanwhile, a dark shadow is also extending itself towards Ichigo and his friends in Katakura Town. Interesting that Bleach 2022, the Thousand Year Blood War arc, will premiere exactly 18 years after the anime originally started and is over 10 years since it ended. Now, again, we still don't know who is lice who picked up the distribute the streaming rights. Everybody is still screaming that it's Disney Plus. Again, outside of people posting it on social media, I haven't seen anything that confirms this i believe something they're going to be showing something at new york comic-con in regards to bleach so maybe we'll find out then in the meantime chill relax it's not the end of the world and no disney is not going to edit it either if they do get the rights remember on the disney plus uh platform there are some mature content stuff on there i mean where do you think the Mar- where do you think the Netflix Marvel series went? Hmm? And now it's part of the show that you all really stick around for. Meanwhile, in Japan. Let's see what do we have here? Um I'll take the last two stories. Okay. I kind of wanted the first one, so that's okay. <laughs> I, I figured you would take at least the third one. 
Mm. I actually thought about the second one, but I'm like, you know what? I think the third and fourth one is more up my alley. All right. So, um, it looks like there's a new temple in Japan. Um, or I should say an upgraded temple. Yeah. Um, and you can, uh, you know, pray to the porcelain altar, according to this. Yeah. So, um, so, well, there are a lot of temples around Japan, and a lot of these temples, people will go to pray for good relationship. There are some temples that are actually designed to help people break off those relationships. One such temple where you can sever bad ties is Mentokuchi Temple in Gunma Prefecture. During the Edo period, which is 1603 to 1868, it was one of two convents of the Jishu sect of Buddhism, the other being Tokije in uh, Kamakura, which acted as shelters where women could escape from their abusive husbands. Um, they were both venerable temples officially recognized by the ruling Tokugawa shogun, shogunate where women would be able to divorce their husbands, playing the role of what would now be considered a family court. At the time when women were severely discriminated against, these temples were beyond their time, helping, people in, helping women in extraordinary ways that ran against the norms of traditional society. However, the nunneries eventually petered out, and though they did continue as uh, male-run temples once the nunnery closed, um, Mentokuji fell into uh, fell into despair. Fortunately, the locals decided that they wanted to keep their heritage alive and set up a museum on the grounds. Um, so it is now called the Enkiridera uh, Mentokuji Museum, and Enkiridera translates to tie-cutting tie-cutting temple um, so due to its history of women severing their ties against their abusive husbands today that power lives on in the temple but these days there's a more unique way for visitors to cut ties with bad relationships hmm interesting Marco, you're muted. This is muting itself. What's muting itself? Skype is muting itself. What in the fresh farm? I may have to uninstall and reinstall it. Okay. That makes so, sense. I didn't even realize it until I opened up the Skype window. I'm just like, what? Uh, yeah, so where was I? Um... You had just uh, called it the tie cutting temple and so forth. Okay. Um, so, uh, so yes. So um, once people enter the building, they pay a 200 yen fee. Um, that's the adult admission. And they have the option to purchase a set of papers designed to be used as prayer tablets for an additional 200 yen. Because balance is the key to all relationships, there's a red paper which allows you to make a wish for marriage or a relationship that you would like to bring into your life. And then there's a black paper which allows you to make a wish for divorce or a relationship 
that you would like to cut from your life. Um, they also have different colored pens. The red pen is for wishing your wish on the red paper. The black pen is for the black paper, obviously. And you don't want to get them mixed up because the color coordination of these prayers is very important. So once you've written your wishes down, it's time to enter the prayer area through a wooden gate, which resembles the gate women used to rush through at the temple. Once you're safely on the other side, you'll see two doors which might remind you of men's and women's restrooms. And there's a reason for that. Because in each of these rooms, which are the prayer rooms, mind you, each one houses two Japanese squat toilets. Whatever you do, however, do not squat and drop a deuce in either of these receptacles. These are actually solely for your prayer. And they're designed to receive your per, your paper wishes and carry them away to the under to the other world for fulfillment. Um, so, according to the instructions, your wish for cutting ties should be placed in the white toilet, while your wish for creating ties should be placed in the black toilet. And obviously, you don't want to get them mixed up. Um, so basically, you place the paper into the toilet water wait for five seconds to ensure that the paper is fully soaked and then flush mm. and you do this for the paper that wishes away your relationship and the paper that wishes for your relationship um, and these bathroom like prayer rooms are not uh, segregated by gender so it doesn't matter which one you use um, they do both have two different looks to them, however. Um, but yeah, so for a lot of people, a fun approach like this is a pivotal first step in taking a new direction in their life. Um, however, this is a little weird. It's it's, def you know, it's definitely a modern take, but it's, it's a little weird. A little weird is an understatement. Yeah. Yeah, just a little weird. But that's one way to get your wish across. Well, I mean, how many people can you really say have flushed their exes down the toilet? This is true. This is true. I mean, you are literally taking the shit out. Well played, Mako-chan. Well Thank played. You. Thank you. <laughs> On to the next. Yep. Um, so, you know, obviously Japan is very proud of its trains. Um, it is a country that has one of the cleanest, most reliable, and most convenient rail networks to be found on the planet. But obviously there are also bad parts, and we're talking about chicken or gropers on board the trains. So rail operators have tried various countermeasures to attempt uh, to prevent these gropings, like um, videos that draw criticism. However, there was one video taken at Shinjuku Station in downtown Tokyo on August 30th that went viral, and not for a good reason. The video shows a station worker on the platform, uh, which connects Tokyo and Saitama Prefecture, um, standing outside of a northbound train that's about to depart, 
a worker holding a handheld microphone and speaking through the PA system says, We have many security cameras installed, but there are many chicken. Passengers who do not wish to be groped, please make use of the rear carriages. The message and choice of words has drawn a swift backlash online, obviously, because um, we should just assume we're going to be groped if we ride in the front cars. Instead of trying to change the victims, try to change the perpetrator. Um, are they? Are there any women who don't want to be groped? I want them to change this to an announcement where they strongly say that groping is a crime. Um, so why was the employee recommending that passengers who don't want to be groped use the rear cars? Basically, an evening rush hour <clears throat> when the video was taken, the front cars on this line tend to be the most crowded, since many stations on the line have exit stairways at the north end of the platform, making for the most convenient way for passengers to exit the station after getting off. Since Chicken are most likely to strike on crowded cars, the recommendation is to use their rear cars for a statistical sense. Um, however, instead, they should have said, you know, please space out um, because, you know, you're more likely to be groped in crowded car cars. Um, anyway, a spokesman for the company offered an apology. The intent was to guide passengers toward less crowded carriages, but a portion of the announcement was inappropriate. We deeply you apologize think? to those who were made uncomfortable by the announcement. Um, either way, though, the fact that the announcement itself acknowledges the problem of Chican suggests that more could be done to address it, such as perhaps expanding the policy of women-only cars on the line which currently are only available after 11 p.m. So, I mean, that would make sense, but at the same time, um, keep your hands to your fucking self, man. True. And I'm all about, you know, cars just for women to sit down, but it's going to be, it could cause an issue during rush hour because the car is getting packed, but at the same time, as long as the, train people are on the platform telling people you know men i don't see it failing you know you might get that one straggler who thinks they're slick but you know and no, pod culture hmm? i was gonna say and pod culture says groping and non-groping sections well there's a hentai for that yes there is and as you were gonna say mako uh, I don't remember now. It wasn't important. Mm. All right. So now we'll talk about one the one cool thing about this this hotel is doing. Imagine checking into a hotel room, and along with your complimentary soap, shampoos, and so forth, free beer. Complimentary beer. I don't know about you, but I, I, I could use that. Because it's always nice when you check into a hotel and discover the amenities that include some sort of complimentary beverage waiting in your room. Whether it's packets of instant coffee, green tea bags, or just some bottled water, those threat coercing freebies are always appreciated. But there's a hotel in Japan that takes this concept to a whole other and possibly the highest possible level by putting a beer tap in every room and giving you a huge amount of free beer to drink. 
and Shizuoka City, the Villa and Barrel Lounge that just recently opened up this summer, joined forces with uh, West Coast Brewing, which has already established itself as one of Japan's most popular craft brewing operations. It also doesn't help the fact that the hotel is literally right across the street from said brewery. So, with, with them joining forces, every, each of the hotel's five rooms has its own beer tap, which gives you 10 liters of beer, which equals to 338 ounces. That, wow, that's, that, that's a lot of beer. I would say that's about... I'd say that's about... Four gallons of beer, give or take. And it's yours free per night for guests to enjoy. And it's a specially made brew exclusive for the hotel room taps and you can't get it anywhere else. That's even better. 10 liters works out to more than 17 pints or more than 28 cans of beer, which is probably could be more than you and your bro can drink. But what's even better... Any leftover beer you could take with you as long as you have a growler. And that's also cool. Should you somehow need even more beer during your stay, or just find yourself craving a change of scenery or the chance to mingle with locals, the first floor of the building called the Bower Lounge is a West Coast Brewing Tap Room. Uh -huh. You can make reservations for the hotel. And... If you're looking for a non-alcoholic beverage to nurse on the second day of your trip to Shizuoka, there is a unique local cola that will work wonders for you. See, I don't mind a free, a complimentary six-pack. But ten liters? Jeez. That's a lot of beer. Yeah, but you've got to remember that Japan is a very drink friendly culture oh true that's true and you also don't know the type of beer or how good the beer is or the percentage of alcohol in the beer although again japan is a very drink happy culture so it could be amazing crap mm. fair enough Okay, and now our last story out of Japan tonight. It seems that um, Tropicana's Japanese licensee is in trouble because they have printed on their cartons that have the saying, 100% melon taste. I guess somebody wasn't true. One thing about advertising... It often involves bending reality just enough to entice people to a product without having to get in trouble for outright lying. Such example is back in the day, McDonald's Japan got in trouble with the Consumer Affairs Agency for the roast beef burgers by showing an image of a knife carving into a round roast when the far less glamour truth was that they will process heat fuses pieces of meat. Now, the agency has set its sights on Kirin Beverage, a major Japanese beverage company that also produces the drinks sold under the Tropicana brand in the country. The offense in question came for the cartons of Tropicana 100% Real Fruit Experience Melon Taste. This was sold in June of last year to April of this year. 
The carton has pictures of melon prominently displayed with the with select musk melon, 100% melon taste, and melon taste fruit juice 100% written in various places on the car, on the carton. But if you take a closer look at the ingredients, it actually shows it's a blend of grape, apple, banana, and melon juices. To make things work, this blend only has 2% of actual melon juice, as revealed by the Consumer Affairs Agency. Oops. Up until this point, you probably not have realized that they were both apple and grapes pictured on the carton, too. They were just pushed so close to the foreground that they were barely distinguishable, and a banana was stealthily positioned so that to resemble a melon rind at passing glance. Now, I am going to see if I can post a picture of this so you can all see exactly this carton container looks like. Uh, let's see. Uh, is it vertical? Is it horizontal? Uh, horizontal. All right, this will work. That's not, there we go. And there's the container right there, ladies and gentlemen. And I see it beer calls it Stealth Banana. Banana Gear Solid. <laughs> I mean, now that you mentioned I can see the banana, but you would but the assumption of on the other side, you would think that's act, an actual melon. So and there's a comment, solid banana. <laughs> oh you and close that and close that alright what's even sneakier the claims of melon taste were written in either English or English rendered in katakana script granted taste isn't a terribly difficult world for Japanese people to grasp but it makes it easier to overlook it was all enough for the consumer affairs agency to deem Kieran beverage in violation of the Act Against Unjustifiable Premiums and Misleading Representations and issued an order for them to knock it off. So they have complied with this and redesigned the carton to remove all mentions of melon taste and replace it with 100% fruit juice. Okay. And I can... Mm, yep. <sighs> A lot. Say what? I said that happens a lot. Yes, but I guess in some countries you can't easily get away with it as as would as other places. So the company did issue an apology about this. They basically said, we deeply apologize for the misleading display. We will further strengthen our checking systems for labeling and work to prevent it from recurring. Medicines had a few things to say about that. I knew it, but even I didn't expect it to be only 2%. I guess they're not lying because it's 100% juice, but that's a step over the line. It's good to know that 2% was select musk melon. Honestly, 100% melon juice would be pretty gross anyway. Even 100% melon taste is a bold claim considering 98% of it isn't melon. Going by the ingredients, Kieran didn't seem to make any changes to the drink itself, just the package, so... All right. And the person that actually wrote this article actually bought a carton and actually tasted it. it. says, 
that the melon flavor was present, but not 100%, maybe 40% or so if you had to make a call on the spot. You could argue that 40% melon taste, 100% of the melon taste was in fact melon taste. But Kieran Beverages made the right move to just abandon his twisted logic and call a fruit juice a fruit juice. Well, that was interesting and educational all at once. Yeah, I mean, Ocean Spray does it here. If you look at, like, a cranberry juice, mm -hmm. it says percent juice and then has under that cranberry. But if you look down in the very bottom corner, it says a blend of juices. Mm -hmm. And most of that is grape juice. And half the time, it's like when you buy Minute Maid, it's either, like, you'll see it come up as orange juice, which is generally orange juice, and orange punch, which is a concentrated juice with other flavors. The more that's you know. Better, that's better than orange drink. <sighs> Did I tell you about the time my mother glazed a ham with orange drink? <laughs> I mean, the ham itself was good. But because of the high concentrated amount of sugar that's in the orange drink, it was, the ham was a little bit crispy. Well, that's what ham should be. More crispy than it, sh than, than it should be. No, when you get a good glaze on a ham, that thing should crack. In this case, it didn't because it was orange drink. Eh. I'm just saying, the levels of sugar in it, didn't she was supposed to glaze it with orange juice you know so mm -hmm. yeah anywho shall we wrap this up sure sounds like a plan to me so if you like tonight's show tell a friend the intern will tell another friend and so forth we're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we like and don't like, we're basically telling you straight up. So if you have any questions about the about the show or any suggestions or advice, drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will find our weekly podcast, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, Editorials, links to our YouTube page of convention coverage, link to our Facebook page of cosplay convention coverage, anime reviews, and a lot more. All that and then some at AnimeJamSession.com. And check out some of our episodes. We got over 500 episodes available for you to download and listen to. Any podcasting app that you have, just put in the search for Anime Jam Session. Check out some of our episodes. We'd love to hear you hear from you about that too. Don't forget to follow us on social media, uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. If you follow us on there at Anime Jam Session, you'll be up to date on when we're going live, when new articles are going up, when our convention coverage, photos, videos, all that, and then some. And I just want to say to all of those who follow us on our social media sites, thank you so much. We really couldn't do this without y'all. We're really appreciative of it. And down below is our tip jar fix that because we don't do auto hosting anymore because that's going away so 
on our face on our twitch page there's a link to our stream elements and ko-fi if you click those you could throw us a few dollars and we really appreciate that if not you can always throw cheer bits with us cheer bits throughout the show and you can always subscribe to the channel it is september so subscribe give a get subscription out we really appreciate all of that so now we're gonna go last words last words mako-chan i need to go and take cold med my last words i have to go take the curt the shower liner down put the new one up because the one i bought was four or five inches too short whoops but at least my shower's no longer clogged blessings well that is it end of list we'll be back next week with a brand new episode and i believe wild spice will be joining us so it'll be a fun time all around so i'm ranma and i am makachan great fight great night see you next week night say good night makachan good night makachan that is perfect awesome See you all next week.